Hey everybody, James Coe here from The Athletic and DirecTV's Fantasy Zone. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We got all game Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5, scooting in for the score. Touchdown! Yeah! Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the full 10 yards fantasy football podcast. The fantasy season is over, so on today's podcast we are going to look at some top performers from 2019, look at who won and lost you your fantasy football finals, and then look ahead an early and a really early look ahead to next year's uh, draft and see see kind of the fallout from this year's fantasy football. Joining me is Rob Grimwood. Rob, not feeling too well, so that's why uh, I've got the keys to the Cadillac. Yeah, it's uh, it's been one of those, you know, over Christmas has been this nasty bug that's got around. And I did a podcast just before Christmas uh, with the college guys, and I did have a bit of a croakiness in my voice then. That kind of went, and after Christmas, I've just been hit with this cold, and it's just, yeah, I just, uh, excuse the coughing, excuse me chanking on a bit of mint, because that's uh, always getting me through this at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, do excuse me if I make some inhumane noises at you. Absolutely, and so over the over the next couple of weeks and months, we'll be uh, we'll be doing we'll be doing some fantasy football stuff just to have a look at obviously dynasty side of things because you get no days off in dynasty. But we're going to focus on redraft for today's podcast. So let's take a look at then the top performers from 2019. So starting at the quarterback position, Rob. Um, yeah, I I remember start at the start of the season we were we were quite high on Lamar Jackson, and uh, I was certainly high on Dak Prescott. Uh, those were QB number one, QB number two, Lamar Jackson, and miles ahead of everyone else. Yeah, I mean, to say I saw it coming, I, I I saw a good performance, like you just said. We were all quite high on him. And, you know, I drafted him in three or four different leagues. And, wow, I mean, talk about impressive. This this guy, I mean, he's just been so good to watch. I, I, I don't particularly like the Baltimore Ravens just because my two best friends are Ravens fans. And you know how it is when yeah. you sit there talking NFL and you've got two biased opinions of Ravens. You soon sort of go off them, but... <laughs> I must admit this watch watching this year watching Lamar Jackson I have been desperate to watch the Ravens mm. just seeing how he plays how that you know you, you know it's going to be a run play but you just don't know who's going to run it there's three or four guys that are going to run the ball no. uh, seeing how his arms developed as well uh, bringing in the likes of uh, a player that I was waxing lyrical of at the beginning of the season Miles Boykin he started to, to look better towards the end of the season um, and, and obviously the tight ends doing the business as well uh, Lamar Jackson's improved great performance this year and, and fully deserved of I'm sure he'll be in the MVP category mm. um, come come the award ceremony absolutely yeah Lamar Jackson obviously we all know that uh, you know if you grab a QB that does <laughs> does things with his legs obviously that's a bit of a cheat code too fancy football but to, uh, it, fair play to Lamar Jackson he did it through the air as well he, you know, he's had the most um, throwing passing touchdowns of the year as well so uh, he, you know, he was he, looking at around QB 14 come drafts um, in, back in August slash September September. So, uh, for someone that's QB fourteen in the double digit rounds, um, certainly he was uh, going to be a league winner when he's kind of putting up those those kind of performances. Let's uh, round out the top five: so Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, one and two. Third was Russell Wilson, who uh, I must admit I I'll, I'll take the loss on that one. <clears throat> Russell Wilson, I, I didn't think he was going to do too well this season, but uh, yeah, comes in with a, a third place finish, you know, drafted around the QB eight. So yeah, if you invested in Russell Wilson, looking pretty rosy. Deshaun Watson was uh, QB four off, off of fifth. 15 games. Uh, he was being drafted quite early as well in terms of QB2, looking at the round of the fourth or fifth round. And then your your favourite person, Jameis Winston, Rob, coming in at QB5. Uh, he was basically yeah. free towards the end of the draft. Do you want a quick word on Jameis? Jameis is yeah, up and down season. You either, He's Marmite, isn't he? You either love him or you hate him. Uh, that is what I've distinguished from this year. 30 for 30. Uh, 30 great reasons to like him. 30 horrendous reasons <laughs> not to like him. But top five... QB in fantasy. I called it before the season. Uh, I'm glad I did. I think across the fantasy board, I've had Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott and and Jameis Winston uh, over all 12 leagues that I participate in. So I've had a very fruitful year Mm. on the quarterback scene. Uh, But all five of those guys, I mean, Dak Prescott, absolutely fantastic yet again for fantasy. People have got to start waking up and realising that Dak Prescott is a legit, decent quarterback for uh, elite quarterback for Mm. fantasy football he's constantly in the top 10 top two this year fantastic Russell Wilson as always Deshaun Watson was expected 
but yeah, very, very good performance from all those five. Uh, very happy with that. Mm, absolutely. Let's uh, have a look at some others. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was the QB1 off the board uh, pretty much in off, off of his stellar 2018 performance. He would have been around the QB2, QB3 mark if he played all 16 games. Obviously, injury dogging him a little bit. Uh, shout out to Josh Allen, QB6 on the season. Obviously, again, yeah. another guy that has a lot had a lot of rushing touchdowns. And if you're in a league where... Uh, you know, passing touchdowns are only four points and not six. You know, obviously, you know, those rushing QBs, those rushing touchdowns um, make a hell of a lot of difference in those types of leagues. Um, Rob, there's a couple of disappointments, obviously, on the season. Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield. I suppose Baker Mayfield's the biggest one. He was he ended up QB 19, which is around about the Gardner Minshew um, you know, side of things. Yeah. And he didn't even play all 16 yeah. games. But this is a guy, Baker Mayfield, who was being drafted as, like, as high as QB 4. Yeah, and... It's it's a shame because I think you know I was on the on the Browns bandwagon this 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 off season expecting great things, um, but I I look for the positives in this and I think that Baker Mayfield is going to be a very cheap option for you next season. Mm. Um, I, I I think he's only going to get better. It can't get much worse now. Freddie Kitchen is gone. That's you know another, and Dorsey I think is gone as well. I believe I read yesterday. Yeah. So you know there's there's. You know, a big change is coming for the Browns, and hopefully that's going to, um, yeah, propel them to the next level once again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just going to point out while we're on the quarterback section, if you look at the the top ten quarterbacks, and we've mentioned you've mentioned them already: Lamar, Dak, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. All of the, this is how it goes to prove you have to ha- have running quarterbacks in your fantasy lineups. Mm. Uh, because that, that's the top seven, a top eight right there. All of those guys run with their legs. Jameis is probably the one out of all of those that doesn't do it so much. Mm. Um, the rest are all all use their legs, and then there's a there's a drop off. Then you've got Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. You know these guys don't use their legs. So there's your difference in fantasy. It's black and white right mm. there. Mm. And also, uh, just pointing out, Kyler Murray uh, finished just behind. Patrick Mahomes, fantastic season for him. I knocked him in the preseason, didn't think he was big enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. I thought he was too small. I thought he was going to get murdered by that offensive line. Um, Fair play to him. He has been brilliant. And yeah, all sides are pointing up to him having a much better year again next year. And, And again, for fantasy, Kyler Murray and, and Baker Mayfield are two players that I'm going to be targeting this time next year. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And also, shout out to, to Cliff Kingsbury as well, obviously using um, Kyler Murray to his strengths as that as well. So yeah, he, did throw, he did throw some uh, some awful picks towards the end of the season, but obviously, um, you know, second season, you expect him to come on a little bit and um, obviously improve and see and see where we go. Yeah, but uh, decent decent start, uh, first time out there yeah. for Kyler Murray. Just before we move on to the running backs, quick uh, shout out to Ryan Tannehill, QB 22 on the year, but that was on 10 games. Yeah. If you put that over 16 yeah, games, he's actually the QB 2 as well. So he would have been picked up in many a league and uh, no doubt yeah. he uh, he features in the kind of the playoff uh, winners and losers a bit later on so um, we'll get to him a bit shortly yeah but Tannehill be interesting to see obviously what they do at quarterback over in Tennessee you've got to think judged on his performances um, and this is before we you know we've recorded this before the Tennessee New England game a bit later on tonight we actually do not on the Saturday of wildcard weekend so um, you'd think that they'll do something and keep Tannehill because you know what, what he's done uh, in his time at Tennessee Rob has, has been decent for both for fantasy and for you know in real life yeah and it just goes to prove what a crappy coach Adam Gase is <laughs> yeah because you know what did Adam what did Adam Gase get out of Ryan Tannehill at Miami absolutely nothing um and it's the coaching you know Tannehill is a good quarterback he's always been a good quarterback he's been in a terrible situation with terrible coaches all of a sudden you springboard him onto a fairly decent team with good options around him good coaching around him and look what's happened mm. he's been fantastic absolutely fantastic well happy for 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 Tannehill he's he thoroughly deserves it after after his time in Miami no, absolutely, absolutely indeed. Okay, let's move over to the running back position. There are not really too many, uh, too many surprises here. Christian McCaffrey uh, was by far and away uh, the best running back and the best player in fantasy football, pretty much thousand and thousand in terms of rushing and receiving yards. What well, I mean, what can you say uh, once you once you get there? Mm-hmm. What a floor that is! Nineteen touchdowns, one hundred and sixteen receptions as well. Uh, which you know, if you're playing in PPR, that's just just different gravy, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. Um, he had six games yep. with one hundred percent of the snaps and twelve games with ninety percent of the snaps. Ninety percent or more of the snaps. So I suppose you have you have a, a question mark. At what point it's going to catch up with him? Obviously, no more Ron Rivera there either. So it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, the new coordinator that comes in, uh, sorry, the new head coach that comes in, what that kind of does to to Christian McCaffrey. But I suppose Rob, um, at, at this point, it, it, it's um, quite a far fetched to see him not be number one overall next year. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I think he's nailed on for that. Um, you say, yeah, you look out for the new head coach and also new quarterback potentially as well. Mm. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Cam. Um, he might be back, he might not. He's got one year left on his contract, but we just don't know. So, yeah, interesting times ahead for Carolina. Uh, but I think one thing's for sure, the offense goes through Christian McCaffrey. doesn't matter who's under center. doesn't matter who is calling the plays. There's your guy. He's just proved what he can do. A thousand and a thousand. I don't, has it ever been done before? It's I been done a, it's done a couple know, of times. Off the top of my head. Marshall Falk was one. Yeah. Right, okay. So there has been, But it's so rare. It's such a talent. Yeah. Um, they're not going to waste it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's going to be nailed on 101, I think, next year. Yeah. And I think the thing is, as well, with, with Christian McCaffrey, especially over the back half of the season with Cam Newton out, the opposing teams and opposing defences knew it was going through Christian McCaffrey, but still, yeah. they still couldn't do anything about it. So I think that's exactly, yeah. that gives you your, your safety blanket there. But yeah, 471 uh, PPR points there for Christian McCaffrey. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Blimey. <laughs> that's nuts. Only only three games we I had. Think, uh, Go on, I, I had the top... So pre-season, when I did my, um, my stats and projections for the year, I, I had Christian McCaffrey... Uh, Zeke and Kamara as my top three running backs. I think I had McCaffrey down for 300 and, uh, 388 points, and I thought that's going to be uh, that's a tough tough number to get. Three hundred eighty eight is going to turn some heads. Four hundred seventy one. That's just crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, that's a hundred and sixty odd points more than the, than the running back two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely mental. Um, yeah, only three games for Christian McCaffrey that were under 15 points. And I think like in the fantasy playoff finals, I think he put up 16 or 17, which <laughs> which in a crazy yeah. way, yeah, some people were saying to me, oh, that's a low score. That just shows you how how many points <laughs> that, that boy's accumulated. Yeah, definitely. Did he, he, did have an, he did have an incomplete pass, though. So he's not good, he's not good at all yet. <laughs> but there we go yeah certainly certainly going to be um, hard pressed to find someone else that's going to go number one overall in fantasy drafts next year also go just on. another point just on those uh, what 400 times he's touched the ball for just over 400 times he's touched the ball he also had no fumbles on the year as well that's mm. pretty impressive mm-hmm. yeah well when you've got guns like he's got I'm surprised he would do it anyway <laughs> Anyway, anyway, military style, military uh, size guns he's got. Anyway, we move on. Aaron Jones was your running back too. Um, yeah, interesting. Aaron Jones because it, it pretty much came in bulk uh, for Aaron Jones. You know, hot and cold. So he had, he had five games of less than five points. He had five games of more than twenty-five points. You know, you had games of multiple, uh, multiple touchdowns. I think he had three and four in, in another game as well. Nineteen touchdowns uh, on the season. Where, where does he go next year in, in fantasy drafts? He, he kind of feels like a second-round pick to me, uh, which is probably a bit too rich but you know if he if he drops to the back of the second I don't would you would you pull the trigger before that or yeah I think so I do you know what I, I had Aaron Jones in my main league my main home league this year and I was disappointed to get him I was I wasn't a massive fan of Aaron Jones heading into the year I even looked to trade him before the the uh, before the season's even kicked off um so glad I didn't because he's just been one of my best players he saw me all the way through to the final um and yeah, I think he's warranted himself being a uh, being an early second round pick. I would, I would certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't mind picking him up at early second. I think late first may be a bit too rich, but yeah, second round, I'd be more than happy to have Aaron Jones because he does it all. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of in that cluster, isn't he? With like you know your Joe Mixons and and, and those, those kind of guys as well. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see because Aaron Jones is going to be that that kind of player that. Some people will be quite high on, and then you'll have some people that aren't quite high. So it'd be interesting. There'd probably be quite a disparity between the, the where he goes in, in drafts. But yeah, you, yeah. You, you've got to be thinking around second. Uh, I, yeah, early I second. mean, you look at it, and I know, I know Saquon didn't have the greatest of years, and I know that Saquon missed some time as well. But he had, you know, Aaron Jones had more receiving yards than, than Saquon, more receiving yards than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, and the, and the, the general consensus coming into this year was Aaron Jones is more of a a Nick Chubb type running back rather than a receiving back, but you know, 474 yards and three touchdowns through the air. You know, that's that's nothing to be scoffed at. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird one, isn't it? Aaron Jones is that one that I can't put quite a bit of my faith in, and you're not quite sure. Mm. Obviously, you still had the Jamal Williams whispers at the start of the season as well. So, um, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, I'm no sure that no, no doubt that's a, a copy and paste um, for, for this off season as well. So, but we we will see. Uh, got Dexter yep. Williams as well lurking in for second season, third season. But he didn't really do much oh, this yeah. season. But we shall see. Uh, running back three, it was Ezekiel Elliott. Not really too much to uh, talk about him, to be honest. He, you know, he's where you. 
kind of expect him to be. Um, I, I get the gist though, Rob, and I don't know if you feel the same, but I, I kind of feel Ezekiel Elliott's ceiling has gone. Yeah, I must admit, Zeke, I, I was thinking about Zeke earlier today and thinking how, for me, he he kind of went a bit unnoticed this year. Mm, like yeah. he, he was running back three, but it didn't feel like he was no. running back three. He didn't, no. it didn't feel like he did much much special throughout the year. There wasn't no... He never had like four know, touchdown games like Aaron Jones run. did. Yeah, exactly. But you look at the stats and he's still, you know, 1,357 rushing yards. That's fantastic. Mm. 12 touchdowns is, is you know... You, more than fine you know okay 54 receptions 420 is a bit low for him but i just feel like where was zeke this year i don't remember any highlight reels with zeke on it mm. and it's just it's just a bizarre year to see him sitting at running back three it didn't, didn't feel like that for zeke this year no no i certainly agree there uh, but certainly he probably is a top three top five pick again next season um yep. let's move on to one of the probably one of the more surprising names to be um in, in this list mm. austin eckler uh running back four mm-hmm. on the season um i mean it's an interesting one with austin eckler for the off season because melvin gordon's likely gone from the la chargers um what, what do you firstly what do you make of his season and be, you know what do you what do you think at this early stage happens uh in la next season because he can do it all as he's shown he can do it all with with no melvin gordon <laughs> yes yes and no i think I mean, 92 receptions for 993 yards and eight touchdowns is just a phenomenal effort. Um, you know, absolute PPR machine running back. Standard league's a bit different because yeah. only 557 yards rushing and three touchdowns tells us a completely different story. Yeah. So it's going to be a case of, yes, PPR leagues light up Austin Eckler. Um, obviously, the, the Melvin Gordon scenario is, is looking likely that he's, he's not going to be a, a charge next year. So will it be Eckler? Will they draft the running back? Will they, you know, pick up a running back in free agency? What it's going to be very telling what the charges do at the halfback position as to how high Austin Eckler will go next year in fantasy drafts. If it's all his backfield, sure, absolutely top ten loaded uh, running back for me. Mm. Yeah, also it'd be interesting to see what they do at quarterback as well. Uh, Philip Rivers, not yeah, quite sure what he's doing exactly. yet as well. That'll make a big difference as well. So uh, moving on to running back five, then Derek Henry. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. RB2 in standard scoring, but I suppose uh, this is kind of the, the at last, Rob, we see Derek Henry do something all season, which he predominantly does in December. Yeah, and it's a case, De- Derek Henry for me, Heading into the season, I had a lot of question marks. I play a lot of PPR, so I was staying clear of Derek Henry, knowing that he doesn't um, he doesn't do much through the air, uh, and he doesn't. Eighteen receptions for two hundred and six was all he got through the receiving game. But like you said, fifteen hundred and forty rushing yards, sixteen touchdowns, good enough for did you say RB two in standard or RB two RB two in standard RB five in PPR. Yeah, so. RB5 in PPR, I mean, what you know, what was I thinking? If the guy is, you know, clearly can run the ball fantastically well, it doesn't matter what format you play, he's still going to be a top elite prospect, top uh, elite guy for you in your fantasy lineup. So, so yeah, Derek Henry, fantastic performance all year. Very impressed with him. Mm, absolutely. Any any other running backs you want to mention or anything that stood out for your running back position? Um, Alvin Kamara, on a negative note, um, I, I was not impressed with Alvin Kamara. He did finish in the top 10, I believe, but it just it just never seemed to get going for Kamara. He missed a couple of weeks in the middle of the season, but I looked earlier at his uh, stat line. If you take away week, uh, if you take away the first three weeks and the last three weeks, so the middle portion of the season, he was averaging uh, just 12.6 fantasy points per game in PPR. Mm. Not good enough for someone who was drafted in the top three. I drafted him first overall, not expecting it. I mean, the first, I mean, two of the first three weeks, 23 points and 30, uh, 37 points. Absolutely fantastic. That's what you was expecting. But after week three, it tailed off and he never really got going again. He missed three weeks in the middle um, and just never got going until the last couple of weeks again. Mm. And it was just disappointing uh, to see you know, Kamara, you think would be in such a big role in that high-powered offense, like he has been since he's been a rookie. But this year, it just didn't work for him. He didn't get the touchdowns. Um, Latavius Murray vultured all of the goal line work, which some people were saying in the preseason that would happen. I get, I get that. Um, but it wasn't there in the receiving game. He, he, he wasn't as dominant as we'd expected him and as he has been in the past. Just 
one receiving touchdown says it all really for Alvin Kamara on the season. So pretty disappointed with him. Mm. Yeah, and then, but I, I know a bit later on in the pod, we're going to go through the first and second round in terms of busting that. So I'll get to most of them, the names I've got written down. But I just want a quick shout out to Leonard Fournette, uh, who finished as QB uh, RB7. Um, 76 receptions to Leonard Fournette had in the season, which absolutely blew oh, my yeah. mind. Absolutely blew my mind. 100 targets. Yeah. I mean, if you'd, have, if you'd have said over under 35 on the season, I still would have been imminent R in, but 76 receptions was uh, quite yeah. uh, quite interesting. Obviously, TJ, no TJ Yeldon there, uh, and the other pass catching backs, and Rickwell Armstead isn't really a pass catcher either. So uh, I can see why he's got 76, but it just surprised me when I saw that number because I was looking at obviously rece- you know, receptions yeah. leaders from in terms of running backs, and he was uh, he was up there. And I was just like, Jesus, my God. Um, but there we go. Again, yeah little touchdowns on the season imagine if it had seven or eight it'd be top three mm. you know it'd be fantastic he's a, he had a really good season um just one more before we move on um rb15 i believe uh, miles sanders um you know pat on the back to miles sanders because for the first four five six weeks jordan howard was kind of the bell cow and miles sanders was getting a bit of work but wasn't the lead guy uh second half of the season he's been lights out fantastic and he's got a really bright future ahead of him mm, yeah interesting he's an interesting one isn't he uh, miles sanders yeah you're right in, yeah you're right indeed um right okay let's move on to the wide receiver position then before we get into the names i'll just a couple of stats here only four wide receivers had over 100 receptions um there's quite a lot of injuries to the top guys actually as well this season you know chris godwin mm. mike evans and um yeah obviously some other guys there as well that were out for it for injury uh only two wide receivers had 10 plus receiving touchdowns as well which was quite low i thought considering considering yeah. the, the talents on the field but uh, michael thomas top of the lot reception record 149 uh, receptions he was he was pretty he was 100 points clear a second in terms of wide receivers um which is yeah. just absolutely mental and this is even with uh, you know a couple of games of teddy bridgewater as well and i know towards the end of the season not i'm not going to say it's padding the stats but they were absolutely force feeding force feeding it down, <laughs> down his yeah. throat weren't they yeah. Yeah, they wanted him to get that record, didn't they? Fair play, fair play as well. Mm. Absolutely, obviously he's. Um, is he the number one wide receiver next 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 year year's drafts? Uh, yeah, he has to be. Um, you know, you don't come off a record setting year without being the number one next year. I, I'm pretty certain, uh, provided Drew Brees is obviously still there, which he will be, um, and all the offensive pieces stay in place. Then yeah, absolutely, there's no reason why he, why he can't be number one. Well, why he isn't number one. Mm. Um, when you score a hundred points more than your than wide receiver two, you have to be considered. You have to be number one this year. I think absolutely that wide receiver two this year was Chris Goodwin. He only did it in fourteen games mm-hmm. as well. Um, obviously a great season, breakout season from him. Uh, did have hot and cold patches as well uh, with him. Obviously him and Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans was the wide receiver fourteen on the year. They were both banged up at some point, but always they never. I think there's only one or two games where they both went off. It always seemed to be one or the other, which obviously limits. You know, kind of the 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 ceilings of some, I suppose, and you always can maybe get that let down game, and that's the worst thing to do when you come to fantasy playoffs. I suppose is that they decide just to not to go to to him. But obviously, the the James Winston, uh, the, uh, quarterback. Obviously, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. He's going to throw a lot of a lot of touchdowns. So, and that kind of that keeps him going as well. Um, but yeah, thirteen hundred and thirty three yards for him, nine touchdowns. Um, I say Evans wasn't too far behind him as well. Do we do we think that both of these wide receivers go in, in round two next year next year? Uh yes, definitely. Um so pleased for Chris Goldwyn. I called it one of my proudest uh, calls of the off season. I don't have many. This is one of them, Chris Godwin. Um he looks so good. He's he's just different gear. He's, he's just so smooth um with his route running and he's he's such a good pass catcher of the ball he's just got it all he ticks a lot of boxes and he proved that this year um and yeah obviously with the with the goat throwing him the ball as well it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah it's only going to get better for Chris Goblin yeah talking of goats Julio Jones one of the best wide receivers in the game he did Julio things he was wide receiver three mm-hmm. on the season then and fourth Cooper Cup uh, managed to break the top five this season which is interesting and I suppose you know it has to be applauded because he was coming off obviously that ACL injury from last season as well so yeah. there were question marks whether or not he would be fully able to go in the first couple of weeks uh, of the season so he was obviously he, he retained his usual reception monster kind of status. Um, did have a quiet end to the season, but he did have a touchdown through each of the last five games. But maybe, you know, necessarily the yardage wasn't there. But I suppose that one might have been a, a kind of evolution of the offense going to the tight ends a bit more. Obviously, Tyler Higby and, and Gerald Everett got saw a bit more action this season, which is unusual in a, a LA Rams offense. But um, yeah, I suppose Cooper Cup is, was the Cooper Cup that we you know, we didn't need to worry in the end. 
Yeah, but only weeks 10, 11 and 12 where he scored um, a nice duck egg in, in week 10 against Pittsburgh, 8.3 and 9.5 uh, in 11 and 12 against Chicago and Baltimore, two of the toughest defences. So um, that was to be expected. But yeah, fantastic for him. Um, he's a good good young wide receiver. Um, I've got him on a couple of dynasty teams. He's, he's reliable. You can plug him in. Don't worry about him. He's mm. good. Yeah, absolutely. Van um, just, uh, go, go just just circling back to Julio, Julio Jones. Um I've got a little bone to pick with Julio. For I've got him on a couple of teams, and he was he was sort of good, but again there was no touchdowns coming from him for a big portion of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I faced him in my uh, big big league semi final week fifteen, um, where he goes for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Hadn't scored a touchdown since week three. And the week that I'm playing him in a must-win game, of course, he's going to go and score two touchdowns. And that was that farcical game as well at the end where Austin Hooper caught a touchdown and was ruled out. And then Hugo <laughs> Jones yeah. caught the... Uh, it's just the nail <laughs> in the coffin. I lost that. I lost the semi-final matchup by, I think, 1.2. And I'm blaming it all on Hugo Jones. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, rounding out the top 10, uh, number five was Don J. Hopkins, Ken Allen, Julian, uh, Julian, Julian Edelman, uh, Alan Robertson and Kenny Golladay and Mari Cooper shout out to Devontae Parker ended the season wide receiver 11 uh, absolutely ended the season on fire again obviously might not have me uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with him next season obviously that was a, played, played a big part as well but uh, Devontae Parker finally uh, after a number of years everyone waiting for him to do that um, did did the business at 1202 yards uh, and eight, was it uh, nine touchdowns as well so um, finally uh, Devontae Parker made, made himself relevant in fantasy football Jarvis Andrews was wide receiver 12 as well uh, outperforming his teammate and uh, first round pick uh, in a trade OBJ he was wide receiver 25 as well not a great season for him uh, in terms of rookies AJ Brown wide receiver at 21 uh, yeah he's he's been had a, he's had a decent first season as well so uh, and seemingly with Ryan Tannehill locked up uh, behind center for Tennessee uh, if you've got him in dynasty you've got, probably got yourself a steal there to be quite honest uh, and then another shout out DJ Chark finished wide receiver 16 uh, which I thought was quite surprising as well obviously he had that that mental stretch with uh, Gardner Minshew where he was just scoring points for for fun as well so uh, any any guys that you want to give a, a special mention to Michael Gallup had a special season as well uh, yeah, Mark Gallup was good. Courtland Sutton, John Brown, um, very good. Uh, Jarvis Landry was—I know you mentioned him already. He was one that um, I was happy to see up there. Robert Woods has somehow managed to get in the top fifteen of wide receivers with only three touchdowns to his name. Um, and again, I, similar to Zeke, Robert Woods was a guy that kind of went unnoticed for me this year. Um, but he's again he's wide receiver for fifteen. I think he's fifteen. Yeah, wide receiver 15 in the league just behind Tyler Lockett. So fair play, I guess, to Robert Woods. Mm, absolutely. And then the downward arrow um, has to be pointing towards uh, Juju uh, Smith-Suster. He had a really disappointing season. Um, I've just got a, cu- a couple of players here that I'm just going to um, shout out and kind of players that you could, you'll see the ADP rise dramatically from, from this year to next year. You've got Jameson Crowder, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson. I know quite a lot of those are uh, are rookies as well. DK Metcalf is another. DJ Moore as well had another season, another one that's kind, yeah. of, kind of gone under the radar as well. it be interesting to see kind of where he goes. He was like a fifth or sixth rounder last year. He'll probably creep up a couple of rounds as well. So uh, again, dependent on uh, who is at uh, under centre on that one. Uh, any, anything else wide receivers or we move on to Titans? Um, yeah, Darius Slayton, one to mention from the New York mm, Giants. Yes. He had a fantastic year. Um, strangely enough, I had him in a dynasty league. I don't know when where I picked him up. I think I heard something on the off-season. I think he had a good pre-season, maybe. Mm. And I picked him up as a bit of a flyer, and he's come through wonderfully. Um, he'll be a big name next year, I think, a big sleeper. Because, um, you know, Sterling Shepard didn't really do a lot this year. And obviously, there's no one else there past catch. Uh, uh, oh, let me get this up. Um, easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> there's no one else catching passes in New York. Um, mm. Overnight, Ingram obviously banged up, so he took full advantage of it and has now sort of announced himself in the fantasy stage. So, mm. so fair play um, to Darius Slayton. Mm, absolutely. Okay, let's move over to tight end then. Uh, no, yep. real, no real surprises here in the top four, except for one name. Travis Kelsey was your number one. Uh, George Kittle, number two. Uh, Zach Ertz was number three. But Darren Waller, uh, who would have been a waiver wire pickup this season, uh, pretty much in all leagues in redrafts, um, pretty much was was music to the ears of everyone um, struggling at tight end if you didn't pick a top three. And then Mark Andrews as would have been another, another late round guy as well, uh, rounding out the top five. Yeah, I hope you all listened to the show I did just before 
week one where I told you all to pick up Darren Waller uh, because I had him on pretty much, I think, 90% of my rosters this year. He had a fantastic preseason. Everyone in Oakland was waxing lyrical about him, how quick he was, how powerful he was, uh, how strong he was, how he had a connection with Derek uh, with Derek Carr. And, yeah, look what's happened. He's ended up the tight end number three on the season and has you know, come to fruition as, as a great tight end. And is, is this is not a, a one-season wonder. It's not the... Um, who was the Browns tight end from years ago? Do you remember um, the Barnyard Dog, they used to call oh, it? Gary Barnage. Uh, Gary Barnage. Is, this is not this kind of... There's not a one-year wonder. Uh, Darren Waller's here to stay next year. He's going to be flying off boards in the fifth, sixth round as one of the top tight ends, I'm sure of it. Mm, absolutely. And then, um, yeah, I, I think in, in general, looking looking ahead, not necessarily in Dynasty, but you know, future redrafts, things actually looking quite good for tight ends, which is usually obviously the dumpster fire of fantasy football. But you've got Noah Fant, yeah. who saw you know, high high targets uh, percentages you know, over the last couple of weeks of the season. Austin Hooper, usually you know, he had a bit of injury, but he... He yep. usually commands a few targets. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, and you know Evan Ingram. They're, these are all really young, young tight ends. Obviously, TJ Hawkinson was a bit of a disappointment, but obviously he's not really there to catch as many passes as all the rest of those guys that I've just named because they need obviously help running the ball. They're a bit more of a running team. And then obviously one one guy that did disappoint this season, uh, Vance McDonald, uh, just didn't get anything going. OJ Howard as well is another one um, who so not quite sure what the answer is there. Probably has to move to to find any success. Move to New England. Yeah, probably. probably. Um, did you mention Mike Kosicki? I did not. Because he had a fantastic end of the season. Uh, I think he had four touchdowns in the last four weeks, I believe. Mm. Um, uh, three. Three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Um, here's a player that's to, to look out for. You know what? I've been really impressed with Miami's second half of the season. After everyone had written them off, um, it was, <laughs> funny enough, the game against my Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yes, my Indianapolis Colts. Um in midway through the season, uh, kind of kick-started them. And, you know, second half of the season, Miami have been fantastic. And a big shout-out to Brian Flores, for who I think should legitimately be coach of the year because he's turned a team which, you know, he got nothing out of that team. Um, all the, like, Tunsil and all this, like, um, you know, moving away. But, you know what? He has developed a team there. There's obviously got some cohesion and he's got the best out of, out of the better players. Devante Parker, we've already touched upon. Um, you know, you've got a guy like Ryan Fitzmagic who is exactly that. You know, he can... is a player that can really um, get a team rolling. And Mike Kosicki, towards the end of the season, uh, was a benefactor of that. And I think from the... I think this is the, this is the go time for Mike Kosicki. And I was calling it now. Anyone in Dynasty Leagues... Dynasty leagues, however you pronounce it in this country, um, go pick up, go trade for Mike Kosicki because I, th- I really think he's going to be a, a star next year in tight end. Mm. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Miami Dolphins were interesting one this season when they first half of the season, no one wanted anything, absolutely anything to do with him. And this, uh, you know, towards it as they kind of worked it out and got things kind of in the groove, yeah. uh, looked looked like a decent outfit. But say, it remains to be seen how much of that was Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and who they maybe bring in uh, in the off season or, or where they go at the quarterback. So yeah, interesting sure. times over there in Miami. Okay, let's move over to obviously the most important part of the fantasy season is obviously the fantasy football playoffs. Let's have shine a bit of the uh, spotlight on those players that won you and perhaps lost you some games. Uh, in those weeks so over the weeks 14 to 16 a quarterback your top quarterbacks were Drew Brees Lamar Jackson James Winston and Ryan Tannehill um, you know, James Winston didn't quite have a good week 16 he kind of failed you a little bit but uh, yeah those those five there um, I suppose I'm surprised Drew Brees actually was a top was at the top of that Drew Brees yeah I, I... He kind of had a hit and a miss season, hit and miss season, like blown hot and cold. But yeah, the playoffs has been it's been fantastic. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, some people that um, had a couple of good games, weeks fifteen to sixteen, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Patrick Mahomes as well. Uh, as we look into the actually week sixteen, the uh, QBs that would have won you your uh, your 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 titles, I suppose. Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Ryan Daniel Fitzpatrick. Jones, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if any many would have been uh, playing those. Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, Andrew Brees again there, uh, rounding out maybe the top six or seven. A couple of duds that let you down. Jameis Winston, uh, he had an awful performance in Week 16. I think he had what four or five. That was the um, the Houston game, wasn't it? Where I think yeah. He's, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Um, so Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins as well, all some duds there in week 16. And the running back position, Kenyon Drake, 
uh, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey and Miles Sanders uh, between weeks 14 to 16 were your top performers. Uh, and then come week 16, you had Saquon Barkley with a 40-pointer, uh, Kenyon Drake with a 30-pointer, and then you had Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders uh, and Philip Lindsay as well, helping you win your titles. A couple of duds were Nick Chubb, Tevin Coleman, um, Zeke Elliott, Jay Mixon and Austin Eckler as well. So um, yeah, James Conner as well was, a, was another dud come up week 16. Wide receiver position, uh, AJ Brown was your top uh, fantasy performer between the weeks of 14 and 16. Michael Thomas, Brashad Perryman, who probably won't be gracing many many teams come next season, so he's just kind of a flash in the pan. But also Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin and Devontae Parker as well. And week 16, Tyler Boyd had uh, was a top form in wide receiver, 24.8 points. Uh, Steve Sims as well, um, again, he might be in the Brashad Perryman category of not really gracing too many teams come next season to Tajay Sharp at the Tennessee Titans as well is another one there um, some duds Keenan Allen uh, Emmanuel Sanders Amari Cooper Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyreek Hill I think all failed to get under under. I think they all failed to get over 10 points there in your championship week rounding us off uh, for your fantasy playoffs at Titan Jared Cook was your top fantasy performer between the weeks 14 and 16 and then all the big names really George Kittle Travis Kelsey Zach Ertz uh, and Mark Andrews as well your top five in the playoffs Zach Ertz did put up a bit of a stinker in uh, in, the, in the in the fantasy for playoff finals. So um, shout out to Mike Kosicki as well. Like you say, Rob, he had a decent uh, week 16 as well. Yeah. So there we go. There were your winners and losers from the fantasy football playoffs. So let's, uh, before we round out, uh, Rob, let's have a little look at uh, and kind of project a little bit of uh, you know, kind of next season's drafts and look at you know kind of the, the winners and losers from this year's draft. So if we if we go if we go back and have a look at Round one and round two of this season. If I just flip a bit of paper over, bear me two seconds. Okay, so round one, round one this season looked like uh, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Nuke Hopkins, James Connor, Le'Veon Bell, Devonte Adams, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, and Michael Thomas was your, was your round one. I mean, there's no no prizes for guessing who the biggest disappointment was in David Johnson. Um, interesting what will happen to him in the off season. Do you reckon he goes somewhere? And where where would you expect him to kind of go next season? Do you reckon he drops a couple of rounds or? I yeah, I think he drops off because age is a factor. I mean, seeing um, what Kenyon Drake has done since since he's come in, I mean, he's been a monster. Uh, again, another component of of this is what happened when he was under Adam Gaze, uh, and to, to to be in a different situation. I, obviously, I know he was at Miami for the beginning of the season, but nonetheless, you know, Kenyon Drake is nailed on to be the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals next year. David Johnson is likely going to be going. But where where's he going to go? Where I mean, uh, the talent's clearly there. He had it for the first two years of his career, three years of his career. The injury is obviously, uh, I think it was a wrist injury that he suffered, wasn't it? Which is a bad yeah. one. Yeah. Obviously took a toll and has obviously done something um, because yeah, he's just a ghost. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was a drop candidate sort of week week nine, week ten, I think, if people held on that long. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, some other, obviously, some other running backs that will be slipping down a round or two. James Connor obviously finished the, uh, the RB35, obviously a bit of injury there, uh, kind of plays into that. Le'Veon Bell was just at RB21. I know he missed a game or two as well. But yeah, these guys, obviously, you know, Le'Veon Bell and, and David Johnson getting on in age as well, so you can start to see them uh, them drop. I know Adam Gase, again, it's funny how it all circles back to Adam Gase, isn't it? But uh, yeah, he's not obviously too, too enthused that Le'Veon Bell is on is on that team so um, yeah there is that but um, second round looked like Julio Jones Dalvin Cook Tyreek Hill Juju Smith-Schuster OBJ Joe Mixon Travis Kelsey Leonard Fournette Mike Evans Antonio Brown uh, Adam Thielen and Damian Williams a couple of obviously candidates there to, to keep into the first round Julio Jones Dalvin Cook Tyreek Hill obviously being those what do you what do you do with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster this season next season Ooh, um, wide receiver 65 on 12 games well, Big Ben's going to be back, which will be huge. Mm. Um, it will be uh, a year being removed from um, having Antonio Brown and, and um, Le'Veon Bell. I know, obviously, Bell's been away for a couple of years now, but uh, it's kind of a transition period for the offense. And I think it was a bedding in year for them. And obviously, losing Big Ben was was huge mm. uh, to that process. I think it's taken a big knock. I do think it will start patching itself up next year. But again, these guys, there is talent. When there is talent, there is going to be productivity. It's the same with, like I say, with Baker Mayfield. He's clearly talented. He's clearly good enough to be in the NFL. It's just there's like, teams go through periods of of you know uh, trying new things, going through transition periods, like I said, and that's the case for Pittsburgh this year. James Conner's been very cold 
Juju's been very cold. The, the whole offense just has not been good in Pittsburgh. I think they start getting it back together. I believe Mike Tomlin's a pretty good coach. I think that's, I, I, I think that's going to be okay for Juju. Um, and I certainly don't have too many worries and I will be looking to pick up Juju in the second round for sure. Mm, yeah, I think I'll say, what, 204 uh, average draft position this year in 2019. You probably see that t- towards the back of the second, I think. He's, he's down yeah, to, probably third round then, yeah. Yeah, back, yeah. Of, back of the second, especially with all the um, all the other guys that are coming up. Yeah, this, <laughs> Gigi Smith-Schuster had less receiving yards than James White this year and no offence. So, wow. Um, there you go. Wow. Just, he only had 30 more. Uh, just what, go on. Go on, carry on. No, I was going to say, he, he only had 30 more receiving yards than uh, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. That's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. I just wanted to just step back, actually, and just go back into that first round and, and actually say how disappointed I was with Devonta Adams this year. Mm. I know there were some injuries, but um, I did say at the beginning of the season that I was fully expecting Devonta Adams to set the kind of records that Michael Thomas set yeah. um, with receptions and, and yards, thinking that he was going to be lights out, unbelievable. And it's just, yeah, very cold year for Devonta Adams. So where, let my question for you is, where would you be drafting Devonta Adams next year? Is he still a first rounder or is he now slipped into the second round? Um, again, I, I think it's obviously because he, he plays for the Green Bay Packers. I think he's going to be one of those people that you know some people in your league will be high on him, so they'll they'll quite happily take him on the, the one-two turn. Uh, and there might be some people, you know, some people that don't want to be any part of that. But uh, I, I think he'll be a candidate for early second round, uh, if not, you know, in twelve teams leagues so, you know, on the one-two turn. I think. So let me let's have a real quick yes or no from you. Then would you take? Michael Thomas before Devonta Adams. Yeah, I'll Michael Thomas all day. Devonta, uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins. I would take Hopkins. Hudo Jones. I would take Devonta Adams. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I would take Devonta Adams. And Chris Godwin. Devonta Adams. Okay, so yeah, so that is the one-two turn then, roughly. Yeah, I mean, like with the, the injury he had, was it turf toe? It's, it's one that's yeah. just, just yeah. It's, they didn't want to rush him back, so he probably missed a few more games than he probably would have done normally if if the Green you know Green Bay were looking okay in the division. Never really in any doubt, they didn't really need him to to come and perform. And so um, when he sure. and, yeah when he did come back, he was back to full health. You know, Aaron Rodgers still found him pretty constantly, and he scored enough touchdowns and got enough yardage. So um, yeah, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm quite. I'm, is, nothing's really changed for me if I'm if I'm looking at Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Um, I think I'm slightly lower. I think I'll probably go mid-second, but... Um, oh, he's, again, not, he's, not, he's, he's not getting there. He's not getting there. It, it, no, exactly. He's not, a, he's not going to get there, and, and B, like you said, the upside is still there for him. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, all those, group, actually, though. All, those, all those players that you named, I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Adams in most leagues went all, after all... Like, uh, after all of those, um, but yeah, yeah, when you when you've got uh, yeah, even Mike, maybe even Mike and Ed, Evans and Chris Godwin, um, you could find in some leagues that Adams goes after those. But yeah, certainly that drop off, yeah. drop off after that. Like if you got yeah, Juju and OBJ and all the rest of it, and Thielen and Diggs mm. and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah. All right, that's okay. interesting. That'll be one to definitely keep your eyes on mm. in the off season. Yeah, no, absolutely, indeed. Okay, uh, I think that pretty much that pretty much. Yeah, what what does any other kind of notes or tidbits that you want to you want to talk about in terms of drafts where, where, where people have drafted this year and in terms of where they might be drafted last year if uh, Antonio Brown finds his way into the Saints where does he go <laughs> Antonio Brown um is n- no let's not have this conversation <laughs> let's not have this. We've, we've got the whole um, off, we've got the whole off season one one player I'm intrigued to see uh, is Josh Jacobs uh, because uh, again uh, you know I don't want to blow my trumpet too much but I did say I was very impressed with Josh Jacobs uh, last year coming from uh, out of college. And he's been fantastic this year. I'm intrigued to know whether he's going to be a first rounder next year. Has he got, uh, could, could he potentially be a back end first rounder after what he's done? Or is he still not quite there yet in your opinion? Um, I wouldn't take him as a first rounder, I don't think. I mean, there's quite a few other running backs. I'd, I'd rather have Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, who else we got here on the list. Probably, I'd rather have Nick Chubb, rather have Dalvin Cook. I'd probably really still, really rather have Joe Mixon. Um, mm. 
I suppose PPRs where he didn't really get much through the air. I was a bit disappointed in his, his, his receiving this season, Josh Jacobs. But I think that's more to do with uh, John Gruden more than than Josh Jacobs. But yeah, I mean, talking of Joe Mixon, actually, he had a, a sneaky good end to the uh, half of the year. Yes, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see kind of what happens with him in, in drafts. Um, PPR, I'd be quite happy. You know, you, you've now got what seemingly if they draft another offensive lineman you've got Jonah Williams obviously making his debut obviously he was injured for this season uh, Joe Mixon could be a sneaky good uh, value in, in drafts next season if he stays where he is what mid of the, middle of the seconds maybe even late second if people sleep on him a little bit because there's going to be Joe Mixon Joe Mixon is a name that people aren't going to be too enthused with you know there's a lot more shinier toys in the basket isn't there yeah so yeah yeah definitely yeah. um Another one, yeah. This, I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this pans out over the summer because I think there's, I think that the top twenty has got closer together. I think last year we went in to draft season with four out and out, you know, running backs who were you could pick anywhere in the first four picks and no one would argue with you. And then you had sort of two or three receivers, which were the next three picks. This, I think, coming into 2020. There's Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas are so your standout one and two. Yeah. But then after that, it's very close. Obviously, you've still got Saquon Barkley who's going to be favoured and, and Ezekiel Elliott. But you've got a lot of players now knocking on the door of that tier. Um, so, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, very interested to break this down already. We're only we're not even at the Super Bowl yet. We're not even at the no. playoffs yet. No. And uh, we're already looking forward to breaking down the 2020 fantasy yeah. draft. It's fantastic. Can't it's wait. Ne- it's, never, it's never too early to mock draft, Rob. I know, I'm going to start doing it. I might do one tonight, actually. <laughs> Log on to Fantasy Pros or uh, Sleeper or something. We'll do, we'll do a mock draft in January. Yeah. Uh, hash- that crazy? That's crazy. That's a bit crazy, isn't yeah. it? No, never. Never. <laughs> never. Right, mate. Cool. Good answer. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that probably wraps us up. Nice 45 minutes there on uh, on fantasy football, the season that was, and mate, with a little bit, bit of a hint yes. of a look at to next season. But we say we've got the whole off season to uh, to plan to you know see who are the, who are going to be the jewels, um, you know the the rough diamonds that are going to be jewels uh, come 2020. Yeah. So um, yeah, plenty of time to do that. So, but I thought yeah, good, enjoyed that one. How, how did you do in all your fantasy leagues? Any success or? Um, it was a, a real mixed bag, actually. Um, my the, the my my main league, uh, league of record, my home league, which I've had for best part of ten years now, which I've never won. The one league that I've commissioned and and I, I love the league so much, um, put so much time and effort into it. I've never won it. I got into the semis, and that was the game that Julio mm, Jones yeah, yeah. screwed me over. <laughs> um, so bitter pill to swallow. But yeah, no, I, I won. I won two out of twelve. I got into four finals. I missed four playoffs completely um i had a a, a good showing in the scott fish bowl i got through to the semi-finals um so nice. I, I was very impressed with that uh, but the the uk version of that the um uk fantasy league i would I, I i had a really good team i had a fantastic points for but it was one of those seasons where i lost the first four games i think of the season despite scoring well i was always outscored by the best uh, performer of the league and it was one of them one of them leagues um one of them seasons in that league that i did very well in but no generally across the board it was a very mixed bag but it was a good year how about you mm. yeah i mean i i had a, a fairly decent season like you say one of my 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 league that i cherish the most i managed to win that this season i've got my name engraved on the trophy oh, well so that was uh, yeah really pleased about that. I get to back for that about for a, for yeah. a year. Um, th- that's the uh, league that Adam joined this season as well. So yeah, really, really pleased to take that one home. That, again, good, that was that's good. the kind of league I thought. Oh, if what if I never win it? And uh, I'm the commissioner, and yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. it's proper proper serious. I mean, this is a. I mean, it's, it's in, in our WhatsApp group that we have. I think there's like six thousand messages in a year or something stupid. Or yeah, something. yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was chuffed to take that one home. The other the other big money yeah. league I was in, I won I won the regular season and had the most points. So I got a bit of cash back for that, but I lost in the final. Um, so that was a bit annoying. I mean, in most of the leagues, I actually had five or six first round buyers, uh, which is pretty good going to be to be quite honest. Yeah. And, you know, the, the conversion rate two titles wasn't great. I think I won one or two, but um, yeah, I finaled I think three or four. Um, so yeah, probably could have done better. But I'm happy to take you know the title in my main home league and take some money home in the other one and dynasty, uh, one of the dynasty yeah. leagues I'm in. Uh, got to the semis and yeah, you know, I, I was expected to tank this season as well. So um, yeah. Well, I think that I think we're in what two or three leagues together, mm-hmm. and I think all, all the leagues that I'm in with you, I think you 
you were the highest. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Highest, really well. highest ranked team after the regular season. I think I took you out of one of them um, unbelievably. And <laughs> the same week you went out of the other the podcasters league yeah, as well, which yeah, um, yeah. after such a good showing, it's so, so disappointing to have that happen to you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you beat me in the semi final of the full 10 yard staff league. And then you beat, yeah, you say, uh, yeah, and then right. I, I got beat. Uh, I think I got beat by Adam in the podcasters league, or was that, that might have been you actually. Anyway, but yeah, uh, top scored in most of those. Yeah. And, well, is what it is. Is what it is. That's fantasy yeah. football. We look, we look you know, along another <laughs> another year ahead of us. So, yeah, it starts all again. And that's why we play this fantastic sport. And that's why we're all addicted to it. Um, and yeah, I think uh, heading into 2020, it's going to be a very exciting year. Um, and now I have, I can officially announce that I've got my my laptop back, which is Woo! I haven't had since week six. It's now sitting in front of me. It's all fixed and ready to go. So hopefully um, there's there's no excuse now. There's uh, fantasy football is going to be full bore for you this off season all the way through until August where we start picking it up more regularly but there'll be the occasional podcast from time to time and there'll be plenty of articles to sink your teeth into as well um, and yeah like I said I'm already looking forward to uh, ramping it up to draft season there is so much to break down there's um, oh it's going to be fantastic I, one request I have Tim is we had a really good draft uh, podcast well, we had a couple of really good draft podcasts last year uh, UI uh, you are you um, Lee and myself I really I hope that we can do that again this year because I think they're really good yeah yeah oh yeah draft season is going to be in full swing very shortly indeed but yeah um, it, we'll, 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 we'll flitter out a few uh, fantasy podcasts as well obviously from a dynasty perspective and obviously the draft uh, you know what the fantasy impact they, they're, they're going to have so yeah we'll, we'll yeah, say we know, no days off here at full 10 yards and to say no doubt we're, that um, Lee has some, some things planned in terms of draft but yeah we, we, no doubt we'll all be uh, around the table looking at the draft itself and obviously from fantasy perspective real life betting and all the rest of it so uh, yeah 2020 starts here yeah. Awesome. All right, mate. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's end that on there then. So, Rob, um, yeah, you, your voice made it to to the end. So that's, that uh, that's great. Yes, you, you did it. Well done. Yeah, actually, my, I'm very very surprised. I usually get it's it's heading up to five o'clock. I'm usually very croaky by now, but obviously, talking to you, Tim, is some sort of remedy. Well, absolutely. I have special powers, mate. Special <laughs> powers. Right, will you go and rest that voice up, and uh, we'll we'll reconvene and from yes. a fantasy perspective, and yeah, in a week or so. Yes, definitely. All Looking right, forward to it. Cool. All right. That's going to do it for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us at Full Ten Yard uh, F10Y Fantasy or at Full Ten Yards is the main account. Any questions, dynasty, any trades, uh, always happy to send them our way, and we'll uh, we'll answer those as well. Um, yeah, and I say we, we won't we won't, won't be going anywhere. There's plenty of stuff to be getting in, in our teeth into in terms of fantasy football because it, it never stops. It's a three six five twenty four seven game, isn't it? So um, yeah, we will speak to you very soon indeed. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from Rob. Take it easy, Pete. And it's goodbye for me in the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.